music, news, interviews, live events, and more. Welcome to the Hivecast with Matt Pinfield. It's Matt Pinfield. Welcome to the Hivecast. Really excited to have you today, Alex and Bob. Franz Ferdinand. Guys, great to finally meet you. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having us in. You know, it's one of those weird things where people always go, well, you must have met the guys. And I'm like, no, I haven't. I've seen you live. I remember when I first heard the first single, Take Me Out, when when Donnie Einer and the folks over at Sony were like freaking out and rushing to, to you know, to <laughs> sign you guys. Yeah. I remember when it went down, because I was actually working over there at the time as well. Not at Epic, but at Columbia. And... Um, but I fell in love with the record and the band the first time I heard it from the first notes, and then it followed oh. you guys straight through. And no way. So it's great oh, to have yeah. you back with well, the new album. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I remember. Uh, you know, since the last record, you decided you take you know take some time and work on the thing for a good year or so after the touring cycle, right? Yeah. You know, like after we finished touring, we felt you know uh, like we needed a a bit of a refresher, like a bit of a break. And we we all do different things from time to time. And after a bit of a break from each other, you come back and you remember the exciting things about being in a band, the things that make you want to do it in the first place. And it felt, you know, I, I think I enjoyed making this record more than any other record because you've got your wealth of experience before you and you've still got the enthusiasm. Oh, it felt, felt really good. That's great. You also, I, I know, said that you gave people a lot of, like, information you know, it's such the information age that during the last Aye. cycle of making the last record or the recording yeah. process, you gave people a lot it of wasn't, information it wasn't a lot of information it was just like one tiny little snippet that then gets repeated a thousand times yeah every blog or whatever that's how, that's how it works if you just do it say a couple of things it kind of goes out because you know we live in this age where people are desperate for information all the time you know like with, with the new media everybody wants to be talking all the time and I think it's good, actually, to not talk. You know, to like, if you're a band, to just yeah. make something, and then when it's finished, come back and let people hear it and let them judge it for themselves. Because if you're talking about something that doesn't exist, well, it's hyperbole. And, like, nobody likes hype. You know, you, you want to you appreciate something for what it actually is. Yeah, and I think that worked really well for Bowie this year. On yeah, his definitely. The next day. De- definitely. Not only definitely. did he make a great record with Visconti, but yeah. he was quiet. Nobody knew he was doing it. Yeah. You know, I was hearing... You know, rumors that David wasn't well, and you know, sure, yeah, um, yeah. which was, you know, I was of course very worried and upset about because I've been a fan for years and have gotten likewise one of my yeah, longtime yeah. heroes and got to do some work with him on the Heathen record, you know, right, uh-huh. through Columbia, and I just thought it was so brilliantly done, and people were so excited. No, it was nice. I know. I remember when I heard about it, I was like, oh, great. He's back, you know, and and there wasn't any, there was no nonsense beforehand. There was no kind of, hey, get ready, he's coming, he's coming. It was just like a quiet announcement, like an old friend walking back into the room. You're like, oh, yeah, good to see you. Yeah, Yeah. it's really really cool. So I love what you did here. So right thoughts, right words, uh, right action. Great name for an album, by the way, too. Oh, cheers. And I love the first single. As soon as... You know, I watch. I watched the video first before oh, I yeah, heard the yeah. track. You know, uh-huh. so I watched the clip, which is great, by the way. Oh, cheers! Uh, Tell yeah. me about the video clip itself because it has that classic. Yeah, thing to yeah, it. yeah. You know, like we, we've always been really into graphic design and like kind of bold graphics. Because, and I think the kind of graphics that we're into it reflects the music really well because we're into that sort of bold, sort of confidence, sort of way of playing the music. And I like graphics that do that as well. You know, that are, are simple and direct, and again, no nonsense about them. And we, we, we took those kind of graphics and put them into the video. Worked with a guy called Jonas Adele, who's a Swedish director who worked with us before. Amazing guy, probably the best animator around 
oh, I think anyway nowadays. And really? yeah. yeah, but also the other thing is like because we're really comfortable with him, you know, we feel at ease in his company. When you actually perform the video and you're larking about in the studio, you're natural and and you you're performing in a way that you don't feel self conscious, and you always see that in a video. I think. Yeah, I mean it's great, and it's got that kind of pop art but from any era thing going on too you know what i mean yeah i think i think it's pop art from every era in that video yeah yeah it brings you back to the 60s but it's yeah it's fast but aye. it's exciting aye. and it goes with the feel of the song like aye, aye. and also we, we wanted to take like so imagery that we'd see elsewhere like the, a lot of the imagery is taken from uh, a kind of book that you would get in britain as a, a specific uh, publisher that used these graphics and i'd never seen that in the context of an animation before and that feels fresh like you know putting it in this this different place it really worked great you know i love the record too and you've worked with uh quite a few cool people on this record too your friends from hot chip of course sure yeah right? yeah and, yeah uh, and, and bjorn bjorn and from peter bjorn and john uh, and, uh from veronica falls right? oh yeah yeah that's right roxanne well roxanne's an old friend of ours uh roxanne was uh, art school with bob yeah. was she yeah uh, yeah she was yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, in fact roxanne took the first ever photographs of us as a band yeah. she she came around to the to, chateau she used to have a club night in manchester in 1999 called la pastille la bourgeoisie oh did she yeah, no way i think i got my drink spiked and i Ended up passing out in the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> With what is the question? I don't know because it wasn't. I've never happened to me before or since. Like you know, I only had about three drinks, and suddenly I couldn't even walk. That's mm. so crazy. I wonder if somebody slipped you like a roofie thinking they were slipping into very someone else. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, It's a terrible thing to yeah, do, yeah, but yeah. it's like, you know, you can only like, imagine, you know. No, it, it's not the sort of thing you'd imagine happening in a club yeah, named yeah. after a Bell and Sebastian no, no, song, though, is yeah, it? Like, exactly. you know, like, <laughs> but no, it's good to work with all those people as well. And for, for this record, we felt that we, you know, we, we've made a few records now. We've got a pretty good idea what we want our sound to be. So we did, felt we didn't need to go with one strong producer to lead us through. It was nice to go in and collaborate with people who we felt were our peers and you know guys like Alexis and Joe we've known those guys for years and we've seen their sort of career develop in parallel with ours and just loved what they did and and they're good guys you know they're the guys that we got on with really well and yeah. that that's what recording should be it should be being in a room with people that you want to be in a room with and enjoying their company and making music that's great yeah, and hot chip guys are cool I think I just saw Alexis in the um Big Star documentary. Oh, right. Oh, yes. Cool. I know he's a big fan. Yeah, 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 so yeah that's right. And he's really okay, well-spoken yeah, in it. And it's really, yeah, he's really a smart cool. guy. He's really astute. Yeah, 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 really good. It works really well. And yeah, I love yeah. the song Evil Eye, too. Lyric. Oh, it's yeah, cool. yeah. It's got yeah. good slang in it. And it's, <laughs> you know... You know what I mean? It's, just, it's a cool song, yeah. song on the record. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's funny, actually, because that one, uh, Nick and I recorded that in, in his studio, Sausage Studio, in, well, half of it in Black Pudding, half of it in Sausage Studios. And, I, love, uh, I, love this, I love the Black Pudding. <laughs> All right, in Sausage, sausage Studios. Aye. Names, yeah, yeah, we, we're going to get a full breakfast soon. Yeah. Aye, aye. Um, and uh, uh, Nick and I, kind of, we thought it was like a kind of just a daft thing, and uh, we weren't even thinking of putting it on the record. It was when Bob and Paul came. You, you came down and didn't know what yeah. it was and you were well, listening no, we, to we, it we came down to see what you're up to and then we went to sausage and you played through all the stuff you'd been working on and we were like yeah that's good it's all right anything else <laughs> yeah. i was going through the hard drive and there was a truck there's like a file called red you bastard yeah like, that's red you bastard what's red you and bastard then, so then you put it on and it was like oh no this is this is the best thing you've been talking <laughs> yeah 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 that's so great. it's on the record <laughs> yeah. so thanks bob thanks paul for yeah, yeah. trolling the hard drive aye. that's very cool yeah yeah it's great. I mean, right. there's just so many great moments on the right. No, it, it feels like a good kind of means. It's it's nice. Like we played a, a, a little show in Brooklyn last night in, in Glassland, like a little surprise gig, and 
played that and it's it's going down live so well it's yeah. it's a, you know when you play a song and you kind of feel all oh, right this one really connects with people and yeah evil eye definitely and strawberries as well i was going to ask you about that because i yeah, okay. love the metaphor right okay yeah okay sure about, soon we will be rotten yeah 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 forgotten that whole lyric in there is very well, cool well i always loved the idea of a strawberry like like a strawberry is at its ripest just at the point before it turns rotten. You know, that's when all the sugar's at its sweetest and you want to put it in your mouth and enjoy it. And I think that's how we should treat our lives, you know, like, so, like, enjoy the moment of ripeness before we, yeah, before, yeah, before we literally turn rotten. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's a great song, too. Oh, cheers, thanks. I also like Bullet, like, you know. Oh, Bullet, ah, yeah. 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 Lyric, it's okay. uh, I'll never get your bullet out of my head now. Of yeah, my yeah, yeah. Oh, all right, oh, cheers, cheers, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, it's a real punk rock moment as well. Like, like that's, that's kind of like, in the set live, like, we try and get that one in relatively early because it's the one that lifts the set. Like, it really gets mm. people going that one. Right. Yeah, yeah. Also starts side two of the album, which is good. Yeah. yeah, that's it. We still think of albums in terms of sides. Yeah, there you against, go. You know, like so do I, because we're music fans. Yeah, right? yeah, you know, exactly. You but know, I still try and do it. It's, like it's those, amazing. Those peaks and valleys, like the thing that kind of yeah, it comes to an end, so it feels like a complete yeah cycle, and then starts up again, right? Exactly. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I love how you can still get records as well. Like I, I, I you know, like I, in I, Europe, that it's like, especially on continental Europe, the vinyl sales are kind of soaring and it's happening here too now. is it really okay that, that's People amazing are, right, right. really um really becoming big fans of vinyl it's right like, okay you know, yeah yeah it's vinyl or digital like cd sales yeah keep diminishing but people there are some people who still buy them and yeah. I, I don't mind them either but yeah yeah you know. i've got to say i'm not going to miss the cd an awful yeah. lot but yeah. i love i still love my records and i still yeah. buy records nowadays like if i love a band and I, I love their music i'll like i got the pastels album on vinyl recently and i, I love it it's great yeah. and it, it feels complete because you're putting the needle down on the plastic and it just feels good and i love like you know going back through my old collection of records because i have so many i have so many records sure. 45s Eng english yeah. And and uh, American forty five from like every from the sixties through like you know all the like seventies like punk stuff and eighties yeah 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 all those, and just have to say speaking of which even all those seven inches on postcard records oh stopped, like, right okay you know, like, yeah like, you know, orange like, juice and Joseph K yeah, and that kind of thing K, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Camera, we could send letters You're right yeah yeah, like, yeah 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 before. Yeah, yeah. Post and yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing music. That like, what yeah. an incredible label as well. Like, like, yeah. so literally, like a sort of kitchen sink operation. Like, like, like it's uh, yeah, really cool. But I, I love forty fives as well. That, that's how I started off listening to music when I was a kid. My my mum and dad gave me an old dancette. You know, the yeah. the little record players that you could cool. stack them up. You and know, then, you know what's great about that is I never knew what that was until I you know saw either I read about it in England. It, you know, that's the first record player that we had too. We were, right. You know, we we were my, we were poor at the time, so I. Think I think my mom, I was, I was real little, uh, my dad had bought one f used in the neighborhood for my older brother and sister. Right, so okay. So I would sit uh -huh. there and, you know, they'd listen to the Beatles, Stones, and Motown, everything right, was right, out right, at the right, time. Right, 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 You know, the, the 60s stuff, and... Um, and it was, I was fascinated by it, where it dropped the record down. And ah, yeah, well, you've got this stack of records, yeah. and they all drop down one. And so, yeah, I was really lucky. Like, my mum gave me all her old singles, like, she'd had when she was a teenager. So it was all Rolling Stones and the Beatles and a lot of Elvis Presley yeah. and that sort of thing. So, like, yeah, that's the stuff I... You must have found some really cool stuff in there, too, right? It was amazing, yeah, yeah. It was, I loved it, and I, I loved the sound of them and the fact that when you had the lid up, it sounded different from when you put the lid down. And, yeah. and, and you're right, you're talking about the mechanism itself, like, yeah. the clunk of the sound as it goes yeah. over. It, it felt, cool, felt exciting. 
exciting. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And you can imagine at the time too. What year was that from? From her, it was probably like sixty four, sixty five. Well, she like she would have started buying records. Oh god, let's say yeah, probably early sixties. She would have yeah. started buying records. She wanted to see the Beatles, uh, but her mum wouldn't let her go. But she did get to see Jimi Hendrix. Which is amazing. Yeah, that's right. Because I can't remember who it was. Like one of the one of the animals uh, managed Chaz him. Chandler. Chas Chandler. Yeah. That's it. Chas Chandler. So when when Hendrix went over to the UK, he. Uh, he, he played his first shows in the northeast of England, around about South Shields and Newcastle, and that's where my mum's from. And my mum and dad went to see him like really early on when he first went over there. That's great. That's and they didn't know who he was. He was just some American guy who was good at the guitar. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> two guys are British, which you know people didn't really get. It's yeah. one of those things where you've heard it so many times about American artists, some American artists who have to go to England first to get mm, yeah, big. And yeah, yeah, sure. Like yeah. Blondie was the same exact thing, you know? Yeah. Right, okay, They okay. arrested until they went over there. Right, okay. And then they were huge stars. And huge then it, stars, and they came wait, back here, and then, of course, yeah. Parallel Lines blew them up. Right, were, okay. Uh -huh. Before that, the first two records, like Plastic Letters and the first one. Is that right? They, they didn't have any impact on this? Right, Zero. I didn't know that. That's amazing. <laughs> See, I presumed that they were just huge right from the beginning. No, no, that's no, that's crazy. It was like, you know, it was, just some, it was one of those things that oh, people wow. that like liked punk and new wave things would buy those records. Because right, okay. No, and it was a word of mouth. Right, okay, thing. okay. Back in that day. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad glad we spotted them. Yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of, you were talking earlier about the club that, you know, where she was. Uh, Roxanne, uh, yeah. yeah, from Veronica Falls. And you used to actually, didn't you book like a club night or. Yeah, I used, I used to, or? yeah, I used to do a night. I used to do a night in the 90s in a place called the 13th Note in Glasgow. And uh, it was a really cool little scene. There was a. Uh, uh, the, the guy that owned this place, he, he was really generous. He gave us a backline, so we had a little PA, some amplifiers and a drum kit and some microphones, and that makes such a difference. Because most kids, you know, when you're starting out getting a band together, you can't afford that kind of stuff, and you certainly can't afford to move it around. So all these guys that were getting bands together and just learning what to do would come down and play on a Tuesday and a Thursday night, and so many great bands started off in that place. I know Mogwai had their first gig there. Stuart Murdoch would come down from Bell and Sebastian, and he had his... Uh, used to play his acoustic shows there um, re really early on. But what I thought, what I think is amazing about those scenes is you have these wonderful bands. Some of them make it and some of them don't. And it's actually the bands that never actually went on to have any impact outside Glasgow, which are the ones that stick in my head, like a band like Trout, which yeah. very few people have ever heard of. And they were the band. They, they, they were incredible, you know, amazing. Yeah. Like, that's like um, a band Paul was showing us the other day, the Screamers. Do you know the Screamers? Yeah. Like who never actually made a record, yeah. but their, their music sounded incredible, like, like really intense. It's amazing when that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Hivecast with Matt Pinfield. Speaking of, you know, the whole Glasgow thing, um, did you like Mary Chain and things like that? Or did you like Lloyd Cole or any of that stuff? I did like a bit of the Mary Chain. Uh, and I don't know, somehow I missed Lloyd Cole. I don't know. Like, um, I, I loved the Orange Juice stuff and yeah. Postcard and yeah. the Pastels. And, you know, the thing I love about Glasgow is there's still so many great bands coming out. Like, uh, you mentioned Veronica Falls, who have this strong Glasgow connection, even though they're not all from there. Even... Uh, Django Django have got a Glasgow connection yeah, as yeah. well, haven't they? And yeah. uh, but there's also a new band like Churches are kicking about at the moment. Yeah, great. Another great band. Yeah, I just interviewed them down at. Uh, I did an interview with them at, with this Firefly Festival that came over. Okay, uh huh. Great. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It's really cool. Too. But all really different sounds as well. Like, and that's another great thing about Glasgow. I think because. You, you have such a variety of bands that come out of there. It's not like Manchester or Liverpool where you have a sound to the city. Glasgow. It's kind of disparate, you know, you yeah. have different kinds of sounds. Yeah. I mean, and you recently were part of the Edwin Collins documentary as well, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. We, well, you did a track on, on his album. Yeah, that's right, on Losing Sleep. Sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we, did a, we did a song called Do It Again. Um, 
Nick, the the other guitarist, and I went down to uh, his studio uh, in West London, and yeah, Nick, uh, he's, he's got this amazing studio, a really, really beautiful place. And our son got really got him going again to get the record. It, it, it was, you know, it, it, it's a great record. It's a great LP that, and uh, I mean. Edwin's story generally is so inspiring, like like uh, such strength of character, both from him and his wife Grace as well. Yeah. Uh, Grace is, I, mean, I don't know if you've come across Grace at all, but she's. I've not, no, I've not met well, her because it, when he came, I was away when they came to my right, radio okay. show. Right, okay, right, right, right. Sleep came out. Well, I hope you get a chance to meet the two of them at some point because they're very inspirational characters. And I mean, what he went through too with a stroke. Yes, ex- you know, exactly, just exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, come out with that great record and just yep, you know and pick, yep, yep. pick up yeah, yeah. the pieces because it's so, you know and just. With the things that you go through, you know, because yeah. my dad had a stroke. And I know right. working with motor skills and all the other things. Sure, you go through, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just incredible to go through that thing. You know, I, I was thinking the other day, I pulled out the album with Lean Period, and I oh, guess yeah. I'm just a little too sensitive, and songs like that. I love that stuff. He just, from the orange juice stuff to the solo stuff, just great. Yeah, yeah, incredible. A nice continuation as well. Like, like always a great lyricist as well, uh, Edwin, I think. Like, like yeah. so, some of those early singles, the word play in them, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Really, really yeah, great yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. question. Speaking now, speaking of great stuff, one of the other things that I love on your new album is the last song on there, "Goodbye Lovers and Friends." It's oh, right, a brilliant yeah. way. Oh, to cheers, right, aye, aye. And I love it, lyric. You know, because I've only heard the album twice, sure. um, which you know, because I've you know I've gotten it recently. Um, but I love. There's a lyric. It's either it's either I don't like pop music or I don't like I don't like black clothes or oh. is it I hate black music. I right, right. It's it's, it's uh, oh no, I love black music. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's um, uh, don't play pop music. You know, I hate pop music. Uh, um, what's that? Oh yeah, yeah. Don't wear, don't wear bright colors. You know, I hate bright colors. I never liked you for the way you dressed. Anyway, that's those lyrics are great. I yeah, mean, I just love it. And yeah, I, and I, I'm sorry for misquoting. Uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's, <laughs> you know? uh, that's fine. yeah. For two listens, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, right. well, um, I pick up on things, you know, that I, when I love when I when I love songs or when I you know I, there's certain things that like I'm sure you do as music fans, both of you. Is zero in on certain things. On sure, song, yeah, certain yeah. things. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they definitely pop out certain things. With, with that song, I was trying to imagine what it would be like as you're disappearing into the hole at the end of your life, and uh, what an amazing opportunity it is to address all these people that would be gathered that probably wouldn't be gathered at any other point in your life. And I was just thinking, what would I say to these people? And <laughs> the first thing I'd say is probably don't play pop music, <laughs> which is brilliant, by the way. <laughs> That's really great. Speaking of music that you grew up on, it's been and both of you guys, Bob. I mean, it's been a while since I read an interview, but I remember when when your first album came out, just being blown away by some of the parallels of things that you loved that I loved. So, what were some of those things that were super important to you as a teenager that have stayed with you? Sure. I mean, I think both of us started off with a love of the Beatles, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like like so yeah, many people teens, growing up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's hard not to. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that, that's the first stuff that I ever listened to yeah, as a yeah. kid. I think, yeah. well, Everly Brothers was kind of my first thing with my dad. Everly Brothers, Leonard Cohen, and Simon and Garfunkel, Queen, and then the Beatles. Yeah. And then Nirvana. Le- Leonard Cohen, for me, that had a big impact on me. Yeah. Bowie as well, like David Bowie, yeah. like a uh, huge influence. Uh, uh, Brian Eno's stuff, Sparks as well. Yeah. Sparks... Uh, when we first started as a band, we we did uh, we tried to do two covers. One of them was Achoo by Sparks, and yeah. one of them was Totally Wired by The Fall. Yeah, and uh, so I, I think that that's probably quite indicative of of the places that we were coming from as a band. Like, like, and they're, they're quite very different bands from each other. But like, I, I think we probably take. A lot of elements from both of those bands. That's you know, really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we went to see Sparks actually recently. We saw them in 
San Francisco, uh, Ron and Russell were doing this solo show called uh, Two Hands, One Mouth. And uh, they were playing some new songs and some songs from their back catalog. Some like from Come On To My House. Yeah, some of that yeah, sort of stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. I even like some of the later stuff they did. Some the of the later stuff's amazing. Yeah, like, yeah, the, the, the recent, like, the last couple of albums have been fantastic. Yeah. But well, I mean, even the, like, some of the 80s stuff, like all the everything about his sex. Yeah, can, yeah, uh, sure. I predict, and their songs are really cool well, and interesting. Uh, what I find yeah. fascinating about Sparks as well is they seem to have had like huge hits in different countries at different points in their like career the as well. Clock and things like that. Yes, yeah. well, yeah, beat the clock. Yeah. Well, in in the nineties, they had this huge hit in Germany with uh, "When Do I Get to Sing My Way," which I don't I don't know if, if if it was such a big thing in America, but it's one of my favorite songs. I totally love that song. It's uh, it's amazing. But yeah, so they were huge in Germany in the nineties and and UK in the seventies and the, in the states in the eighties, and and they're still going and and still have this very strong imagery and strong songwriting and yeah it's quite quite inspiring it really is it's, there's some, right. some really cool stuff there right. I've never yeah. met, met either of them but I'm so oh have you know yeah the, very the, nice yeah man. very very charming you know like, like because when you watch them on stage as well like uh I I always thought Ron was a little Me bit too. intimidating. Yeah, I was very intimidated by him, even just by photographs of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks so he looks so yeah, stern. Yeah. Like, like, so nice. But yeah, like one of the most charming sort of. I think fellas, it, yeah, yeah. it's almost like on purpose, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Were well, you like fans of early Roxy music? Stuff? Yeah, I love Roxy music and Brian Eno as well. Yeah. Like those two like Brian Eno solo like, records, like the first two particular. And to, uh, yeah, and here yeah. come the warm jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love those records. I love the sound of those records. The songs are weird, but amazing lyrics as well on those records. Like really inventive and uh, strange imagery uh, yeah. and of course the sound of them is, is yeah. fantastic but what but I find it's far, I think, like Needle in the Camel's Eye yes like, aye, aye. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, or driving me backwards it's like such a it, it's strange that record as well because you have these sort of beautiful moments like um, Cindy tells me it's, it sounds like it could be on uh, almost on Grease or something like that it's, like yeah. a, it's, it's almost like a, a rock and roll song and then it goes into driving me backwards which is this really that now that's an intimidating song it makes you feel yeah. really ill at ease and yeah. But in a cool way, you know. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was the first like record you guys bought with your with your own money? Like forty five an album or something. Uh, what was first forty five was um, a Jive Bunny. Uh, oh, the Mix Masters. Or whatever, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like the one. That, uh, it was like Come on Everybody. Yeah. Like a, very good. <laughs> it was like even the Eddie Cochran song kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of yeah. it's like all the best bits of um, rock and roll music. Yeah, fifty stuff you're saying. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very good. And the first tw- uh, like. 12 inch, I guess, but it's like Michael Jackson's bad. And I was about, I was probably about six or seven. I didn't really know what it was. I just kind of was aware of it because it was everywhere. I just wanted to be find part, out what it was. Be a part of it. Yeah. So I, yeah. Got that with my pocket money. That's cool. Yeah. What, uh, what about you? What was it? Well, I, I, I'm a little bit older than uh, Bob. So I think first single was probably Stand and Deliver by Adam and the Ants. But the B side beat my guess. Yes. Yeah. Guys. That's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, maybe the first album might have been Absolutely by Madness. Yeah. Uh, and and they're great music to listen to when you're a kid. And and yeah. I, I've still got a, such a soft spot for all that music that would make me jump up and down on the sofa when I was a little boy, you know. Yeah. Like, and uh, I remember we played Fuji Rock a few years ago as well. And uh, we were headlining on one stage and uh, Madness were headlining on, on another stage. And I remember mm-hmm. going and uh, getting a transport over with... Well, no, with, yeah, with we, oh, we got we a transport back with them. Set, yeah, yeah. When they came on stage, they were like, get in our van. Yeah. And when we drove to this party yeah. with them, it was a much surreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and my six-year-old self is trembling with excitement <laughs> yeah. inside me, you know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Totally amazing. Yeah, it's like but the Suggs on this minibus yeah. in a field in Japan. Yeah, it's yeah. very cool. Yeah. yeah, people in the States here, I mean, some of them do, do know, but people in the 
Eurocross, what an institution in the UK they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. They play like massive shows. Yeah. Really well received. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, I mean, they had definitely had hits here too, and people like yeah. Scott fans love them. They seem to have a big impact on the underground as well over yeah. here. Like, like, so, like, there, there was quite a big ska punk movement in the sort of nineties over here. Is yeah, that right? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aye, so, aye. so the thing was, all the stuff like the two tone stuff, and then Madness and Eng English beat, like the first. Right. Albums, okay. Yeah. 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 All that stuff. People were really yeah. into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, specials, uh, of course. Yeah. Special. Yeah. I mean, that's another amazing band. Like, I, I, I remember, I remember sort of hearing Ghost Town, and like, it's, oh, it's such an impact on me as a boy. Like, yeah. like I loved that. It was. Yeah. It seemed to be coming from another planet. It was. It was very cool. Because it definitely had that otherworldly kind of. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the first concert you went to see? Oh, it was Bob. a band called David Devant and his spirit wife. They were from London. Uh, yeah. I went to see them in Bradford. They had a, the big hit was called Ginger. Yeah. And it's about having ginger hair. I think you yeah. call it red hair, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very super indie. That makes yeah. up for the kind of drive bunny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every kid has a start somewhere, believe me. And that's the yeah, thing, you're yeah, unjaded. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I, I, everybody says that. It's like you, you got to find some, some way. Yeah, they, actually, they had a, a really weird stage show where it was very theatrical. And like for the song Ginger, for example, someone would come on stage and grate a carrot over the lead singer's head while he was singing. <laughs> and on, on other, on other, on other uh, songs, they had like a television that was kind of an old-fashioned television that was shown white static and they shaved it up with, shame, uh, with uh, lathered it up with shaving foam and then shaved it, was it uh, during the song like off the TV screen. And then, that was the first gig I'd been to. I just assumed that, like, oh, okay. That's so what bands do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. came. That's amazing. That sounds cool. And how about mm. yourself? It was Huey Lewis in the news. Uh, I must have been about... I don't know, like, like about 11, something like that, and uh, maybe 12. Did your mom and dad bring you? No, no, it was uh, my friend Andrew, uh, my best friend at school, uh, bought me tickets because Back to the Future was my favourite film. Yeah. So he loves Back to the Future, he's going to love uh, Hugh Lewis and the News, so yeah, thanks Andrew. Yeah, yeah. so that was a friend, you were 11 at the time, right? Yeah, maybe maybe 12, In, I, I, I don't know, I'd, I'd have to work it out. Was. It was, it was, I mean, they, they, they must have been huge at that time, so they played the SEC, which was... Um, the big venue, like like the big barn that you would find in Glasgow, and uh, I didn't really en I enjoyed the band, but I didn't really enjoy the experience very much, like being stuck right because we got seats right at the back, and and the, the acoustics at that time hadn't been treated, so it wasn't a good sound, and so it you wasn't hear the slap back into yeah yeah yes aye aye you felt really detached with like a, are those vague figures in the distance is that Huey Lewis and his band aye but and it, it probably wasn't until maybe a couple of years later when I started going down to sort of like punk rock gigs and things like the smaller indie gigs in London uh, sorry in Glasgow that uh, that I really got totally into live music it was more the bands from Glasgow itself that that got me really into it yeah that yeah. Sounds, it was a great time yeah so um so also uh, we're working on a new record um what were some of the other tracks that are were some of your favorites i mean stuck in the horizon right well yeah stand on the horizon stand on the horizon I'm sorry. yeah yeah no no it's stand on the horizon yeah yeah no 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 that's but i love uh, that too because i love it just takes it has a good moodiness to it the yeah I, I think it goes through quite a few different moods as well that song uh like, like it goes from sort of quite contemplative to very up and to energetic and it, and it goes yeah, it goes on a bit of a journey. I don't know. <laughs> like it, it's it, and also playing it live, it puts me in a really good mood. And uh, any any song that can do that, I, I really love. And th that's a song that we worked on with a guy called uh, Todd Terrier, who's a a Norwegian uh, DJ and uh, mixer remixer. And uh, for the last section of the song, it's it's a really great collaboration. And I think it's a great collaboration because it's 
it sounds like something that neither of us would done on, would have done on our own, and that's what you should do in a collaboration. And uh, Owen Pallet came in and uh, did this incredible string arrangement for us, and it goes off into this pastoral disco wonderland. Like it's uh, it's yeah. it's a it's a really nice moment. Very cool song. It absolutely is. I love the ebb and flow of the album, and I think that's one of the things that people, when they get a hold of it, will really enjoy. Thank you. What was it, when you first came here and toured in the states? What was one of the most surprising things that? You, that you, that you, oh, I I remember what the most shocking thing for me was. We we first gig we ever played was uh, pianos on the Lower East Side, and it was at the time when uh, uh, Giuliani had introduced those uh, some kind of strange bylaw where you were yeah, the Lower uh, you couldn't dance in the club. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here was us. We'd we'd kind of formed this band where we were a rock and roll band, but we were a dance band, and we wanted to make people dance. And we were standing on stage in pianos, and there were all these notices on the wall saying. Thank you for not dancing. And I remember between every song saying, saying to the audience, finishing the song and then saying to the audience, thank you for not dancing. And uh, yeah, it, it felt, but people did dance. So it was actually all right. Yeah. On you go, break, yeah, I, break I, the law. I don't right. think it, luckily, you were breaking the law because in that back room of pianos, you figure by the time someone gets down there to love those street in that area. <laughs> well, once, once, once 911 has been called and they managed to scramble their squad car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hope drop everything else. Yeah, yeah. Homicide, who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was it like it went in the States, like the strangest city for you guys when you first played? Oh, um, I think it took me a long time to understand Los Angeles because. Uh, I, you know, whenever we're there, we don't have cars because you know we're on foot. So you know, we're kind of like asking hotel reception, you know, where are the shops, and they kind of point you in a direction. And you start walking, and then it's like you start walking. Couple of hours, <laughs> yeah. Forty-five minutes later, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. La Sienna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boulevard. Yes, yeah. exactly. I, 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 I found that very hard to adjust to yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, Paul doesn't even drive in the UK, does yeah. he? So like, he must have yeah. found it even more baffling. People always joke about the fact, you know, and I've lived on both coasts, you know, mm-hmm. but um, how like. When you're seen walking in LA, people look at you like you're. <laughs> yes, yeah, as if you're insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know, it, I'll be honest. There are times when I go out there to work that I will stay in a hotel, and I'm like, "What do I need to rent a car for? I'll just get a ride from a friend or whatever." Take sure. A hotel or stay at a friend's house. So I end up walking. You yeah. know what I mean? Always yeah. same thing. Even just get a coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's funny though. Like, like it was. A t- I went one time. Like after having gone for a couple of years, and and that time I, I did hire a car and I drove up through the va- the canyons, and uh, that's when I really kind of understood it. And like I saw what the appeal of the place was, and I loved all the architecture that you see up in those hills, and you've got these strange futuristic looking buildings where people can hide out. And yeah, I I, I really liked it. It is cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, did it is ever cool. Ever check out that Laurel Canyon General Store? The one that where no. Jim Morrison's house is behind it, and he wrote that song Love Street about it. You know? Is that right? Yeah, okay, no, I never knew that story. Yeah, okay, right, cool. right. Next yeah. time you go up on Laurel Canyon Boulevard, if you right, okay, oh, no way. Like, check, let's check out that store. Right, they got right. All this, they've got like, I think they, if I, if I remember correctly, they have like his handwritten lyrics in glass in there. No for way. Wall wow, that's amazing. An old line where there's a store where the creatures meet. I wonder what they do in there. Wow, that's amazing. That that's a good tune, that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love that song. It's yeah. a great song, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Guys, I want to just say thanks so much for coming by today. It was great to have you. No, thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, cheers. Enjoyed hanging with you, and yeah. I want to tell everybody to uh, pick up the new album. It's called Right Thoughts, Right Words, Right Action. It is out on August 27th, and it's on Domino. It's a great record, by the way. What a what a great album, guys. So uh, thanks for coming by and hanging out. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for, for having us. Again. Cheers. You got it. It's Alex and Bob from France Ferdinand on the Hivecast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>
This has been the Hivecast with Matt Pinfield. For all things music, news, interviews, live events, and more, go to mtvhive.com.